everybody. That familiar tune is time for a do the woo with Bob WP and Brad WP. Hey, Brad, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How you doing, Bob? Good. It looks like you have a little bit of a different background there. I'm not um, recognizing that. I do. I am at home, back home in Indiana where I grew up. So I'm at my childhood home. I'm actually in like literally the room where I learned to work on a computer. I'm on the desk I learned to use a computer, which is kind of weird. My parents still have this, but um, back home on the farm, as they say, which is is actually a farm. So um, a little bit different setup, but that's a beautiful thing about what we do, right? As long as there's internet, uh, get on here and have some good conversations. So um, good times. Yeah, sounds like fun. So So anyway, yeah, we're um, just perusing the boo again this week. Uh, We kind of looking around, uh, wanted to run by the fact that Liquid Web, WooCommerce Bandage Hosting, is our sponsor. And you can always check them out at Liquid Web. And if you use the coupon code BOBWPWOO, you'll get 50% off all WooCommerce plans the first two months. And I think that's everything except probably um, the really huge plans. So uh, it won't work for that, but they've added some new plans, which is how we're going to start this podcast, actually. It seems like they keep adding stuff and kind of changing things out. So a little bit newsworthy. I don't know if you've seen, I think there's a couple things since the last time we did a show uh, two weeks ago, a couple of things they've done. Uh, they changed their pricing model a bit and they added a new plan. Have you checked any of that out, Brad? Yeah, I saw the new marketplace uh, plan, which I believe is um, available or coming soon. But it's interesting because when you think of marketplace, you know, I was thinking that initially I thought it was just a different size plan, but it's actually. It's actually more than that. So it's um, essentially a way to open your own marketplace. And, and, and a good way to compare that to is like an Etsy, right? So, um, and that's exactly how they describe it. It's like an Etsy where you could have a store that is comprised of multiple stores. Um, just like Etsy, there's multiple stores and store owners uh, that, all, that are all part of the Etsy, Etsy marketplace. So um, they now have a hosting plan and package um, that allows you to essentially run your own kind of marketplace similar to Etsy. Obviously, you could sell whatever or any type of products that you and your uh, uh, other uh, stores would like to sell. Um, but I thought that was interesting because I'd never really, I don't know if I've seen uh, many platforms, certainly not on WooCommerce, that would allow you to do it as easily as, as Liquid Web is, is making it. So I'm really interested to see um, how well this does, um, if it takes off, and what type of marketplaces people start to launch. It's a really cool idea. Yeah, I know. I was looking at it because I was going to dive into it and I haven't quite done it yet, but they're using a um, extension called, I'm hoping I pronounce it right, Dokan, D-O-K-A-N. It's a complete multi-vendor e-commerce solution for WordPress. And actually before this, I did not even know it existed. And I kind of was looking at their homepage and it looks like they have all the bells and whistles as far as a marketplace because mm-hmm. that's probably one of the things. I mean, uh, to me, the marketplace itself doing one seems like it's it's got to be an incredible challenge in itself, just coming up with the idea and pulling together, you know, vendors, something that's a bit unique. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. with everything that's out there. And I don't, I, I, I think, I remember somebody asked me 
about two years ago, they had an idea for a marketplace and they were asking me what they thought, what I thought it would cost to do a, a WooCommerce site. Well, at that point, you know, they didn't have this. And I, I just, I just kind of, you know, not being a developer, I, I would have loved to have your thoughts on it. I told her, I said, you know, uh, my guess is you're probably looking at twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars at the least. You know, I, I just because I, I had a feeling she had all this long list. She sent me this email that was just incredible, and I said to have somebody do that. I'm just guessing, and I may even be out of the ballpark with this. This may go, I don't know, to three, you know, six figures. I don't know, and you know, she really shut down that idea quick. It was like, well, maybe this isn't quite what I should do. I should think of something a little bit smaller. Yeah. So, and so you have you had any? You probably haven't had an opportunity then to actually build one or be involved. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't built one. Um, I know we've you know thrown out numbers and ballparks for people. We get a lot of. What would it take to build eBay or what would it take to build Etsy? You know, like it's yeah. like, oh well, yeah, a lot. <laughs> this is yeah. a short answer. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, the first thing you always do, like you mentioned, they're they're running a particular plugin is when there's someone's trying to do something that's really large, is, is there a plugin or a suite of plugins or even a service you could tap into to offload or handle a lot of that workload, right? Do you have to reinvent the wheel? Um, there's no reason to if something exists that's tried and true and works, right? Now, if something doesn't exist, then the cost is going to go up dramatically because now you're talking custom development. That's something that size, that scale is going to take some work. But if there's something available that can get you 60, 70, 80% of the way, yeah, then maybe it's not out of the out of the realm of possibility or out of outside of the, you know, a typical budget that they might have available. So um, but yeah, generally speaking, if there's not something available, it is going to be, it is going to be pretty involved. I do, um, I do like the idea. You're right. It could be, it could be a difficult to get started if you're just trying to start from scratch, right? If you're saying, Hey, I want to build an Etsy type site, but it sells something different. I just need to maybe comic books. And now I want to find various comic book collectors to start stores on my site. I do think that would be a challenge if you're starting fresh, but if you're already in a community, um, or maybe already in retail, in a sense, I think that's an area that could be, could be pretty big. Like I've been to a number of small local businesses where it's um, I'm not sure what you'd call them, but you basically, it's like they rent multiple businesses within one building, um, small little shops, you know, very kind of specific, a lot of artsy stuff, um, local, you know, all local stuff that would probably be perfect because then whoever's kind of running the overall um, building and the overall, you know, marketplace, real life marketplace in the retail space could essentially put this together for all the stores that are already there to benefit. Right. And then they all, so they all promote their, that network of stores. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that could be a really interesting space is that really small business world that a lot of us know in our local communities those small business shops that we like to frequent that maybe don't have a big online presence rather than doing it on their own and just having their own shop. That's its own little space on the web, partner with other stores and build a bigger marketplace and pr promote each other, Yeah, which indirectly, well, indirectly would promote you. So um, there's some interesting opportunities, I think with this marketplace um, idea and yeah. being able to do it at such a, a low price. Um, I think we'll, we'll start to see some of that come, you know, come to life. So it'll be pretty exciting to see. Yeah. Almost reminds me of, um, I don't know, but you've been in Seattle if you've gone to Pike Place Market. Yeah. 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 
but that's almost yeah, kind of yeah, you gotta watch out for flying fish yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they could do some kind of a uh you know a vr experience online with the flying fish there's a um there would be the key yeah, it's happened to vr and now we're now, we're, now it's getting real fun right you just yeah we're virtually and and go in and start shopping the store yeah, really grab a grab a fish and throw it there's there's a concept here um anyway <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing with the uh, liquid web that they did just to mention is i uh you know they had the they had the plans. I think they were starting for WooCommerce at about two forty nine a month, and then they uh, went to the WooCommerce beginner plan, which was thirty nine a month. And I think they were still kind of missing that middle area there. And I know now they have a ninety nine dollar a month plan. And there is, I believe, um, you know, there's like with most their plans, uh, there is some, you know, limitation as far as the amount of sales and the amount of products or um, transactions, I should say, mostly. But still, I think it's, uh, you know, at least it puts it in the grasp. And I know listening to Lima talk, I saw him on a video somewhere. I might have been on Facebook talking about this whole transition that people were looking for that that sweet mm-hmm. spot there. So, so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that goes for them. Yeah, I mean, most stores online, they don't start out you know, immediately selling millions of dollars of goods, unless they're an established brand already, right? Most stores are startup and they're trying something new and they're going to start in like the beginner. Um, and they need a, you need, they, they need a, a growth path that isn't, you know, going from $39 to $500 a month, right? Cause that's too big of a step. Um, so having these kind of, you know, uh, these uh, different plans and, and levels that are a, a smaller step, an easier step to make as they grow, um, I think makes it more enticing because it's not as scary to say, oh, well, if this does start working, and, and again, it's a good problem to have, right? When you have to upgrade, but you don't want to be like, oh, I'm going from 40 bucks to 500. It's like, oh, I go from 40 to 100. That's a that's an easy step to take. It makes sense. And then from there, you know, you go up to what, 150 or something. So the only, the only thing I, you know, I would, caution liquid web about a little bit uh, i think they do a good job of this but anytime i see a lot of options i get concerned because sometimes too many options are a bad thing and i know mm-hmm. they've i'm sure they've had many conversations you know uh, around this and and uh to think about because it's like like i like beer so if you go to like a you know a bar and they have eight or ten different beers that's easy to make the selection right but if you go to one of these bars that has like a hundred beers on draft <laughs> it's overwhelming and i don't yeah can't decide what I want because there's too many options, you know? Yeah. So I'm not saying they're there yet, but I think um, as with anything where you have a service, you want to um, have enough options, but not too many. And, I, and, and that's an easier said than done. I think yeah. like, where is yeah. the magic line of, okay, this is the perfect number. Um, I know they have a lot of data. I'm sure they're, um, they're using to put these together. So, um, yeah. But I do like what they've – I do feel like they have a full kind of nice structure from start to kind of get in professional and beyond um, with their current offerings as it stands today, which is a very good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out for them. And uh, I, I know that I've had a few people contact me or talk to me and say, well, this is good. This is this is more, you know, around the, the, the sweet spot for me right now. So – um, hopefully that will um, fill a need. Well, we can't, you know, it's it's like all you hear about in the WordPress community anymore is Gutenberg. I mean, it's it's 
you know, Gutenberg. it's Gutenberg. Yeah. <laughs> we need to, we need to create a Gutenberg sound effect. I don't know what that will be, but you, I want you to think on that because we have to have oh, one time play the official Gutenberg sound effect. There's gotta be something. I, I will find something. For yeah, that. I'm sure you will. <laughs> 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 Depending on your mood at that moment. Um, yeah, the, so this one's, this one's really appropriate to what we're talking about. Uh, WooCommerce or e-commerce online stores is the the new release date that has been announced, and that's been everybody's been. And I uh, maybe it's petered out a little bit, but it, I think it was announced about oh, I think about a little over a week ago, or maybe so. I think the post on WP yeah. Tavern was about a week ago, and it it oddly lands right um, smack dab in the holidays and so e-commerce sites and store owners and people that deal with that stuff for her a little bit a little bit on edge i would say and i i guess for me i'm you know i i sit back and you know i'm not in that space anymore i can relate to it i've been there what are you what was kind of your initial thoughts because you obviously have some big sites out there that are running on woocommerce and when that you know, kind of came to being and surfaced. What did you, did you kind of just uh, grab a cocktail and just say, oh, you know, wake me up in about two, three months. <laughs> yeah, there we go. yeah. I mean, you know, so the proposed, the proposed release date is November 19th, um, which is just over a month. Um, and if you're in the U S it probably immediately clicks what happens around November 19th, which is Thanksgiving. So that is the Monday before Thanksgiving in the U.S. Um, and what happens the day after Thanksgiving um, is the biggest shopping day of the year <laughs> in the U.S., which is Black <laughs> Friday. So the suggested release date is Monday, and the biggest shopping day of the year um, is Friday. Um, that's scary, right? Yeah. So from a, uh, you know, from a, not just a WordPress site, but from a, you know, an e-commerce site, whether it's WooCommerce or other, um, Gutenberg is going to affect every WordPress site um, in one way or another, right? So it doesn't matter what you're doing, there'll be an effect um, for better or worse. So um, yeah, I do think I understand why they're pushing that date because they would love to have WordPress 5.0 released before WordCamp US, which is mm-hmm. you know, December. But I think it's absolutely insane to to <laughs> to push and release you know, this massive update, arguably one of the biggest updates WordPress has ever had um, that will affect every single site right before, you know, a major shopping day. And, mm-hmm. and, and beyond that, like, even if you take the e-commerce piece out of it, it's a you know, major holiday yeah. um, Thanksgiving weekend. It's not just, you know, it is one day, but it's a, it's a, it's a long weekend. You know, kids are out of school. People are with their families it's the biggest travel day of the year, I think, is the day before Thanksgiving. Um, so, you know, people are just not going to be focused um, on this. And when I say people, I mean, not only, you know, WordPress users, but also the the core contributors and developers of WordPress itself. It's really a time that they shouldn't be heads down in, you know, WordPress code. They should be unplugging for a little bit and spending time with their family. So now I understand WordPress is global. I think that's one of the number one arguments yeah. is WordPress is global. So we can't just rely on us holidays. I get that. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think there's, 
you know, we can look at this from a couple different angles. And I really think the they've released a secondary release date should they not be able to hit the first, which is after the new year, mm-hmm. which would be January 22nd. I think that's a way more agreeable date for everybody. Get the get the major holidays behind us, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Um, Christmas is celebrated, obviously, outside the U.S. Every, you know, most countries, I think, celebrate New Year's. Um, so get all of that behind us and then everyone can be laser focused on getting Gutenberg out and making it as smooth as possible release, um, for the developers, for the support, the people that are supporting the WordPress sites that are running these updates for the hosts. They're going to be managing these updates in some, some areas as well as the support that comes in. Um, so I think it is risky. I really hope they go with the second day cause I don't, I don't think it should be released on the first day. I think that's going to be a disaster. Yeah. And how many, I I wonder how many people actually have their sites set to auto update on major releases. You know, it's, um, yeah, a lot of hosts are doing that now. Yeah. That's Um, what, you know, and they're not waiting a week or two weeks or three weeks. Like they're pushing them up pretty, you know, within a day or so or pushing them out. So, um, now, you know, I think the thing that, you know, another argument is, well, you can have classic editor enabled, um, ready to go, but I think we all uh, make the assumption that everyone knows Gutenberg's coming, and that couldn't be further from the truth because the majority of WordPress users have no idea Gutenberg is coming. No, they don't. Um, they're not in the. They're not involved in the community. They don't track WordPress news. To them, it's just a website they log into and use, you know, to manage their content, to manage whatever that website's supposed to do. They could care less about the software. They just want it to work. Right. Um, and imagine if the host auto updates that, and they log in on, you know. Thursday evening or getting ready for black Friday and realize, Oh, my entire editing experience is <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. What happened? What do I do? You know, um, that's the scary part. I think. Yeah. People just aren't in the know, which is absolutely the majority. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree because I know that in the past having worked with users and even a few that kind of every once in a while email me clients that are still real, Basically, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up. Somebody was talking about taking their WordPress blog down because they just don't have time for it anymore. They wanted to do something else. And it was a good idea. And, and I actually told her, you may want to do it before this date just because you'll save some headaches. Because if you're already planning this, you know, we're going to have to do something with it or whatever. I, I'm not sure how it's going to, you know, I'm going to have to spend time in there, which I wasn't really doing anymore. And so, yeah, and there, there's a, you know, a handful of people I know personally that were longtime clients and I bet you they haven't a clue. A couple of them I mentioned, one guy wanted me to do some training with him. And I said, well, you know, you may want to wait because Something new is coming around the band. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said, it's going to be different. And I'm going to be teaching you something that's going to be like, okay, that's that's probably, you'll, you'll probably choose to make that history. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, it's, so you, yeah, you take that to, you know, the, on, the online store and even the small stores. I mean, I, I can imagine there's a lot of small stores that, you know, provide a decent flow of income for these people, but they don't spend a ton of time beyond that. Cause maybe that stores, yeah. you know, a little side thing. Maybe it's a, an appendage of their brick and mortar, who knows what, and they're just kind of, you know, going with the flow and, and, you know, even when they, if they go in there, I think if they go in their editor and the dashboard and see 
the thing about Gutenberg, a lot of people just kind of, oh yeah, oh that's just another WordPress thing coming, you know. I mean, they just they just kind of have that because it is. It's like when your iPhone updates, your other software updates to them. That's it's pretty much the same thing with WordPress. It's just another tool they use, and it updates every once in a while. And you know, they they're not going to put in a beta yeah. and play with it. That's for sure, right? Yeah, it's not a it's not a high priority. And ultimately, like I want Gutenberg to be successful. I think we all do, right? Like, oh I yeah, the the value of Gutenberg um, in the WordPress, you know, space and the software. Um, and I, I, you know, we all wanted to be successful. So I think it, you know, it comes down to what they say about first impressions, right? You only get one shot. So really, if if WordPress kind of falls on its face with this release, um, that's going to be very bad for WordPress, and mm-hmm. it may be very hard to recover. Um, if at all, imagine, you know, Gutenberg is responsible for, um, and this is just hypothetical, but imagine it's responsible for, you know, you know, affecting sales on black Friday. Um, that could be, I mean, for some, for many stores, black Friday is, um, that sets the stage for the sales for the whole year. And that is a make it or break it day for them. Um, and a bad day could, could potentially tank a company. Um, so having the software fail on that particular day of all days yeah, would be bad. And I think it would give a lot of people pause on is WordPress where, what we want to be using going forward. If they do something like this, where they really didn't think about it and they push this out just to kind of have this great, you know, press release for, for an event or something. Um, are they really thinking about what's best for the users? So I really, really feel like that first impression is so important, especially for this release with how big of a change is coming I guess another um, another option would be to just disable it, you know, rather mm-hmm. than uh, opting out, uh, make it opt in for WordPress 5.0. You know, give a nice little you know notice up there that says, "Hey, there's a new editing experience. It's available. You want to try it?" Yeah, yes. okay, and it flips it over, and you can revert back at any point if you don't like it. Um, I would love that. That yeah. would be great. You know, opt in. But right now they're talking about opt out, where it'll be on by default, and you'll actually have to install the other plugin to disable it. So that's a concern, but. You know, we'll see as it gets closer. We'll obviously uh, keep our finger on the pulse there. Um, yeah. And I, I, I kind of expect that it'll get pushed to the second date, but you know, nobody really knows until it happens. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I just um, had to actually talk. I'm talking to somebody because I'm doing a presentation at WordCamp Portland, uh, and it's the opening for the beginner track. So it's real WordPress basics. You know, and one of the things I was going to show them is pages and posts. And I'm thinking, okay, now what do I do? Do what do I show them without going down the Gutenberg rabbit hole? Because I don't want my whole presentation to be around Gutenberg. So I have to mention it, but I don't want to open it up and have everybody, you know, pass out or um, start screaming questions and thinking, you know, okay, now, okay, now I got 30 minutes left. Here's what we're going to do in 30 minutes. We're going to talk about it. anything else but Gutenberg. So I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that right now, deciding the route to go just because it's, it's kind of right on that cusp where I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to give everybody warning enough, but I don't want to get entrenched in it. So, yeah. yeah. So that is Gutenberg. Um, one other thing I thought we would throw in one other little thing and this has, you know, indirect to WooCommerce and it's more online shopping and all that good stuff. I had recently done a podcast with Rand Fishkin. I don't know if everybody knows Rand, but he's a 
one of the founders of SEO Moz and huge in the uh, search engine space. And he's got a new business going. One of the questions I asked him, and it was all around e-commerce, was voice search. How voice search, is voice search going to really affect e-commerce? And is it going to, you know, in, actually kind of push its way into organic search? Are people going to, is it going to not replace it, but is it going to become just as popular? And his, his in a nutshell, he said, voice search will not cannibalize organic search. And what he said was that really, when you think about you're looking for a product and perhaps you're thinking of, okay, I need some new speakers for my computer. You don't sit there and say, look for speakers for my computer. You don't do that. You don't verbally say that. You instead will get on, you'll do a search. You'll start to research it. You'll see what works best. You'll look at reviews. You, you, you'll do the whole, you know, it's not going to really replace organic search in that sense because voice search is really for that immediate looking for something specific like a definition of something or, or you know, what's the capital of, you know, this country or this state or whatever. So it's it really, I've, he felt that organic search is still going to be the, the um, king or queen or whatever I want to say of people looking for products and services to buy when they're shopping. Yeah. I mean, I don't personally use voice search. Um, I do have a number of Amazon echo devices that I yell at all the time, <laughs> but I don't, I don't use voice search uh, beyond that. Right. And it is like you said, it's basic kind of commands like play music or, you know, uh, conversions when, if I'm cooking or something from teaspoons to whatever cups or, you know, vice versa. Um, Things like that, add stuff to the shopping list. It's not, yeah, it's a, it's not, you know, research headphones and come back with the best one you found, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, there probably would be an argument for, um, you know, once AI, I think it's a little, gets better in the terms of search. Um, so you could say, you know, find me the best wireless headphones computer. <laughs> would, yeah. Right. Okay. I know you, I know what you like. I know what you do. I'm, yeah. I'm smart. You know, I'm a computer and let me go out and compile the top five that I think would fit you, Brad, personally, based on everything I know about you. Like there probably is an argument for that, but that's, I think that's a ways out. Um, you know, will it get here eventually? Probably, but it's, I don't think we're, we're close to that. So, um, I agree. I search just like you said, when I'm looking for products, I'll type in, you know, you know, wireless headset, um, reviews, um, start digging through there and go through the, you know, the various rabbit hole of review sites and looking up Amazon reviews and, uh, maybe throw a question on Twitter to see what people recommend or Facebook or something. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, it's, it's not something I use. It's not something I know of really. I don't know if I know anybody that uses voice search, uh, regularly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a little early for that. You know what I mean? I think it's early. I think we'll right. see. And I think it's a mix of both because you take, for example, restaurants. You know, if you're walking down the street and you're by the um, Metropolitan Museum, you might say, you know, show me Mexican restaurants by Metropolitan Museum. But if you're at home and you're planning to travel to the Metropolitan Museum, you're likely to get on and actually Google it and do an organic search to see what restaurants are around there. And you have a little bit more time. So it's almost a... For in some instances, in 
for example, that one, it's kind of a mix depending where you are at and what your needs are at at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I think that's true. Yeah. So anyway, well, uh, we always end up with a, a a couple woo sites and a couple tools. Um, Woo sites. Uh, what what did you come up with? We look for WooCommerce sites built on WooCommerce that might interest people and that are pretty cool and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I brought um, one to the table this week, and this is a good example of a large scale WooCommerce site. Uh, this full disclaimer: my company Web Dev Studios built this site um, and launched it. It's for a company called HEB. Uh, if you live in the south southwest uh, United States, you're probably very familiar with HEB. It's a massive uh, grocery store chain, um, and they also have a uh, uh, another uh, brand called Central Market. Um, if you're not familiar with it, think of it kind of like a like a Whole Foods style store. Um, so we built a site centralmarket.com, which is 100% WooCommerce. It's essentially a, a, a massive grocery store website powered by. Uh, WooCommerce. Um, there are, um, it's, it's big. There's a lot of, uh, various sections, as you can imagine for different types of food and produce and, you know, meats and things like that. Um, you can, you can search for availability at the various locations. Um, you can actually, uh, do online ordering, um, uh, pick up at the store, um, things like that. So it's a really, um, it's a great example of WooCommerce at scale because this is a massive, uh, company, um, that has, you know, a large user base, um, that use the grocery store day in and day out. So it's a great example of just a large brand that has put full stock in WooCommerce. Um, so I love it's, it's a beautiful site. Um, it was a very large project, a very challenging and fun project. Um, and overall we're, we're super proud of it. So check it out. Centralmarket.com. Very cool. And I want to share, actually, this is uh, from one of my first, on my other podcast, one of my first guests way back, I don't even know what, if it's been a year, a couple of years, it's called Zero Shoes, X-E-R-O Shoes. And the reason I bring it up is, yes, it's built on WooCommerce. It's, they kind of have some cool shoes there. It's, the guy has a, his whole um, reasoning or behind this particular site and what he created was that you know, going barefoot really is healthy for your feet, but you need, you know, a little bit of support. And that's what his shoes, a lot of his shoes are doing is uh, uh, giving you the, especially a lot of the sandals are giving you a, a opportunity to, you know, be able to be active and feel like you're going barefoot type of thing. So, and I noticed since we, the podcast, he's grown his product line quite a bit and stuff, but I'll, I'll put a link to it. And it was a, it was an interesting talk with him and I, I should have him back on my other podcast because he did share a lot of his challenges with WooCommerce and why he loved WooCommerce, but he did end up doing a lot of, and the, this was, you know, back a ways too, when he built this. So he was doing a lot of customization. I mean, he had to do a lot of customization because a lot of stuff was not in place. So anyway, yeah, yeah, it's xeroshoes.com. Uh, you can check it out. And I'll, I'll put a link into the podcast too, because um, even though it's a little bit old, it still is uh, interesting to hear. So to me, it's always interesting to hear the shop owner's perspective that when they've been involved with the build, I mean, he did hire people to do it, but he's very much into 
that part of it too. So, um, so, so, um, great guy to listen to, but anyway, uh, and our tools, I, um, what tool did I put down? Um, auto optimize. Uh, the, the only reason I did this is this, uh, I, I'd, um, when I moved to actually my site to liquid web, it was one of the plugins they had uh, already installed. So I, or they'd recommended and I, I used it on my site. And because I, whenever you go to page speed rank and all that stuff, you know, I'm looking at things and it, that stuff just boggles my mind. Cause they say, Hey, Oh, here's how to fix it. And then they list all this crap that I don't understand. <laughs> and it's like, you know, do this, do that. And I'm like, ah, Anyway, I uh, it's a free plugin on WordPress.com. It really does good work. I mean, I when I installed it, my I already noticed improvements. I mean, it was like just that plugin alone did some improvements on my site. So I, it's it's worth checking out. I, I think it's um it's fairly straightforward. To, you know, there isn't a lot of setup to it. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it you know you probably need other things in place too. But it's a great supportive piece for your uh site and i know they really push out with um the woocommerce sites too so it's, it's a pretty cool little plugin yeah very cool uh, my my tools actually it's a tutorial on that was published on wp beginner a couple, uh, yesterday um a site ran by a good friend syed balki uh, basically 13 ways to recover woocommerce abandoned cart sales so mm. um, on average about 60 to 80 percent of people who add a product to a shopping cart um, do not end up buying that product so you can imagine if you can just convert a small percentage of those users to customers um, that can make up a, a good chunk of your sales um, or can bring in those sales that you might have otherwise lost so they go through kind of um, 13 different tips um, from, you know, exit intent pop-ups to obviously making sure your site is speedy to making sure your, your cart, you know, the cart link is visible and, and easy to find, avoiding hidden costs, you know, with shipping and things like that, which I think we can all agree is a real uh, annoyance if you get all the way to the end and realize, oh, shipping is going to be more than the product cost, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> enabling guest checkout, things like that. So it's a really good kind of tutorial of things you can do to help um, decrease the number of users that add things to the cart um, and, and never actually purchase. So um, that can directly affect your bottom line. So it's a really nice article. Check it out over on WP beginner and we'll have a link in the, in the notes. So very cool. Yeah. Always good stuff over there. So sounds definitely worth checking out. So that's, that's it. Uh, yeah. We'll, um, you know, when we come back, uh, we'll even be closer to possible. Well, not that much closer. I guess it's still a ways from Gutenberg, but we'll we'll see if anything has transpired or what what else has. I'm sure. I know there's other things that have erupted in the community around it too, as well. But we won't get into that. Uh, again, thank Liquid Web. Thank you for being our sponsor. Uh, we talked about already some of their plans there. Check them out at liquidweb.com. Use Bob WP Woo coupon. Get two months at 50% off on any of their WooCommerce plans. So um, I think that's it. I hope you have a good time in uh, on the farm. And uh, is there any animals out there? 
is actually a no. We, there used to be horses, but they're they're long gone. So they're long gone. Uh, a couple cats, if that counts. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. A cat farm. Good enough. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, everybody, join us in a couple of weeks, and we'll be back. And um, yeah, just keep on doing the woo. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Bob. See you, everybody.